0: And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange
1: looking man, thank you? Let's call. I met him at the laundry, man. <laughs> Sam State Detective Agency.
2: Sam, sweetheart.
1: I don't know what
3: to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away.
4: The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow,
5: the Masked Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in
2: the
6: world? <laughs> guys! 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 Fellas, did think we could listen to the radio
2: or something. Hello everyone, I'm Carl Amari and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, a stirring crime story. It is on Murder by Experts from 1950. But it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs and provide a statement about each song. My job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous, and a pizza is on the line.
7: That's right, and Mike's a winner either way. Mike, if I lose, I will get enough pizza for you too. Awesome, thank you. Now, if Carl loses, you just never Probably know. Probably not. Expect. I'm cheap. Uh, he's kind of cheap, but I'll I'll splurge on the on the half sausage or pepperoni or whatever it is you like. Um, but let's let's get a pizza on it. Let's right. do it.
2: Okay, let's make okay. this happen.
7: Here, These are songs about cars. Right. Here's your first song. Baby, you can drive my
1: car. Yes, I'm going to be a star. Uh, 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 uh. Baby, you can drive
2: my car. Because, baby, I love you. So, Drive
7: My Car by The Beatles, of course, the Beatles primarily by Paul McCartney. First released on the band's 1965 She's album, Rubber Soul. Wow. That's all real. They were
2: amazing, man. But
7: now I'm going to give you your statement. Okay. Okay? Paul McCartney sang this song, Drive My Car, with James Corden on Carpool Karaoke.
2: Mm. Real or ridiculous? Sounds really real. I'm going to say ridiculous.
7: All right. Well, let's listen and see.
3: Do you mind if we listen to some music? Oh, i love to. Should we see what's on the see radio? See on the radio. what wanted to
8: be. They did she it. Said,
7: That's James Gordon and Paul McCartney singing Drive I My Car. Famous,
1: I want to be But you I can do something in between. Let's go. Baby,
2: maybe if you drive, my, drive car. my car. All right, so I'm wrong? No, so you're wrong. Yes, oh, <laughs> shoot.
7: But maybe I'll win a pizza. <laughs> So let's keep going here. Oh, man. Car.
2: Get the rest of them wrong, Carl. Exactly. All right, I'll try. All right, now Mike's on my side. I'll try. Here's
7: your next
8: song. All right. It's Tracy Chapman. Yep.
7: How are my choices this evening? So this is Fast Car by Tracy Chapman, released in 1988, received... Three Grammy Award nominations. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. Here's your statement. All right. Blake Shelton covered Fast Car on his 2023 get album, Getting Old. Real or ridiculous?
2: Ridiculous.
7: Okay, let's Man listen.
6: It's safe, a you get a fast car. Not Blake like Shelton.
7: It's Luke Combs. So that you are correct. <laughs> So no unfortunately, pizza. there's not going to be pizza. Bad, for darn us. darn, 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 darn. <laughs> Although we could go out for pizza, we just
2: have to yeah. pay for it. If you want to pay for it? We'll go.
7: <laughs> all right, all right. So you're up one out of two.
2: I'm a radio announcer. I don't make any money.
7: I know. Neither do I. <laughs> Pizzas
5: are expensive
2: nowadays. I mean, yeah. it's true. Yes, it's crazy. Everything's expensive. My, listen, I met my friend for a pizza the other day. We had a just me and my, my good friend Bill. It was like 40 bucks. For a pizza. For two pizza. pizza. Yeah. yeah, last pizza I had delivered was almost 50 bucks. Yeah, especially
7: with delivery, sure. Wow.
2: I'm in the wrong business. I got to open up a pizza park. Yeah,
7: or at least deliver some pizzas. <laughs> that might be more. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're one for two. Okay. All right, here's the next stop
2: The Boss.
6: We My out on the streets
2: in the runaway American dream that
6: night we
2: rock the in the glory in the
6: suicide machines
7: So Born to Run by Springsteen, the title song of his album Born to Run, ranks 21 on the Rolling Stones' list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. That's real. Right. Here's your statement. Hi, Born to Run was used on Sesame Street as born to read
2: Yeah that's real Let's listen
3: one plus one all night means with boundless cool and brave For kids like you and me baby
2: we were born to add Born to
7: add I made up Reed. Sorry. Was that
2: for the You got it for wrong. It, was it for the cult?
7: <laughs> cult. Oh, 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 so, oh. not for to be. Born oh,
2: to be man. Darn, 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 darn. So you
7: only got one right so I hate far. being
2: wrong. Well, you, know? you are
7: quite often, though. I know, which I, so I hate <laughs> which being... Which you hate it. I'm hating a lot. You have, I know. You're very hateful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hate a lot. Yes, you do. Yeah.
7: All right. Well, I don't know what you're going to do without me next week. Oh. Uh, Maybe you'll be God. hating less.
2: My brother will be here, my crabby brother. Oh,
7: boy, that sounds fun. All right, last song.
2: On the road again, on the road again. That's Willie Nelson. Yes,
7: written and recorded by. He won a Grammy Award. I'm sorry, but
2: I sing better than Willie Nelson. Is that right? Yes, I do. This is On the Road Again. He probably is more successful than I am at singing, but I sing better. Do you? Yes. But
7: do you really? Yes. According to me I guess what and I my
2: limited fan
7: base.
2: <laughs> I have a few fans out there that think I can sing.
7: Well, yes, but they didn't say that you sing better than Willie I'm better Nelson. than,
2: I'm, Mike, come on, bubble bath. I'm better than Willie Nelson, aren't I? I'm not getting into the this <laughs> He
7: always says that when it's no. All right, here's your statement. All right. Willie Nelson appeared in a 2022 Super Bowl commercial for Skechers with this song. Real. Let's listen.
6: On the road again.
8: Just
2: can't
7: wait,
8: wait. to get on the road again I love is making music with
2: my friends. Yeah, that's him, right? For Skechers.
7: Hit the road in Skechers. Sure is. Yeah, I got it's it. For Skechers, you got All it. Right. So you got two out of four. So you're really <sighs> driving down the middle of the lane Gosh, there, man. Is that how you drive, though, actually, right in the middle of the lake? No, I'm a very good driver. Is that right? That's what (laughs) Dustin Hoffman says, too.
2: Uh, All my, right, 74, Carl. my 74 and over. Yeah,
7: it's, keeping, it's staying alive. It's, it's staying still, alive. It starts up every time <laughs> I put the key true. in it. Yeah. Keep
2: it <fair> <up. smart> but the weather's getting colder. I know. <laughs> Wear your winter jacket. Oh, I will. All right, when we come back, it's Murder by Experts. Stick around. <laughs> More Hollywood
0: 360 after these important messages.
7: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310.
2: Thanks, John. You heard it,
7: folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now.
2: 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Don't forget to check out our Bold Venture Kickstarter. Just search Bold Venture Kickstarter on your uh, Google search engine. And it'll take you right to our um, Kickstarter page where you can uh, get all 78 episodes in pristine sound of Bold Venture starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, including the 18 episodes that have been lost. They have not been heard in over 70 years. Help us get this uh, 78 uh, episode series um Help us to get the audio off of these uh, master discs uh, transferred to uh, digital download or CD. And go to Bull Venture Kickstarter and um, read all about it. All right. um, We are uh, about to listen to Murder by Experts. This is a great series, Lisa. It came to radio in 1949, lasted until 1951. It had two hosts throughout the years. John Dixon Carr and Brett Halliday. It was written, produced, and directed by Robert A. Arthur and David Kogan. They were the guys that brought us The Mysterious Traveler, The Sealed Book, Strange Dr. Weird. And it was produced and broadcast from New York City. Um, and it was just an awesome series. You'll uh, experience it right now. This is called Conspiracy, April twenty-fourth, nineteen fifty. Here's part 1 of Murder by Experts.
0: Murder by Experts. The Mutual Broadcasting System presents Murder by Experts... with your host and narrator, the noted mystery writer, Brett Halliday. Mr. Halliday is creator of the world-famous detective character, Michael Shane... author of 25 mystery novels... and whose latest work, This Is It, Michael Shane, has just been published. Good evening. This is Brett Halliday.
9: Each week at this time, Murder by Experts brings you a story of crime and mystery... which has been chosen for your approval by one of the world's leading detective story writers. Tonight, our guest expert is the noted mystery novelist, Ursula Curtis. From the thousands of thrillers she has read and heard, Miss Curtis has selected a fast-moving, intriguing story of a man seeking to use the elements to cover murder, as written by that master of suspense, Harold Swanton. And now we present Lawson Zerbe in Conspiracy.
5: So I'm a murderer. So people look at my picture in the papers and point at it and shudder. I wonder how many of them are entitled to do that. I wonder how many of them are murderous, too, in their minds, with only the law between their hands and the throat of someone they hate. You take a city, see... A city full of people, the pious and the profane, the innocent and guilty, with their loves and hates, their pride and avarice and jealousy. And in that city, a pronouncement is made that on this date, between this hour and that one, there is no law, no retribution, that the crime of murder will go unpunished. How many of them would stand still? How many? Would you? sounds like a philosophical problem, but it happened. The city was Greendale, Oregon, and the thing that set it free from the law for 24 hours was the Columbia River. Oregon Times, Kennicott speaking.
1: Joe, this is Flornoy. Oh, yeah, Chief. Just got a report from the sheriff. It's getting tough out on the 7th Street Levy.
5: Yeah, I just heard the news over the radio.
1: If the river busts through, they'll start looking for Greendale somewhere off the coast of Japan.
5: But they got the army out there. I thought they would take. They're ca- losing
1: Grum Joe. The levy might hold another hour, maybe more, but you'll go tonight, and I want you there when it happens. Are uh,
5: you liable to pick me up off the coast of Japan? I'll
1: send a boat after you, sweetheart, but form that story in first. You know, color stuff. I was there. I saw it happen. Hot
5: coffee, sweating soldiers. Man versus nature. Got it? Yeah. Okay, Chief.
1: Great. Now, get going. You've got 15 minutes to get
5: there. In 10 minutes, I was driving through Greendale, a low, flat, flimsy town with nothing between it and the Columbia River but a levee. Flornoy was right. If the levee gave way, Greendale would go down the drain like wet cornflakes. I hit 60 on Willamette Avenue, heading toward the 7th Street Levee. That's when I passed Marilyn's apartment. And that's what started me thinking again about Marilyn. She was beautiful. She was a two-timer. And she was the one human being on this earth I wanted to kill. I'd promised myself weeks before that I'd get her out of my mind, that hate was no good for anyone, but she kept coming back vicious heartless laugh of hers the brittle voice the way her eyes could smile at you while she drove a French heel into your stomach
1: hey you over there? yeah
5: major. what are you doing here? Joe Connecticut, Oregon Times reporter huh? okay how's it look? you can see for yourself. Look at that river boil down there. Yeah. Levees like a hunk of Swiss cheese. Hey, over there. Pull the truck around.
3: Oh, no, to the left, man.
5: It was a weird scene. Men, trucks, equipment, fighting the river in the glare of those gas lamps. Heaving sandbags, pouring gravel, trying to save a town they all knew was doomed. My eyes took it all in. My pencil was making notes, but... My mind was on Marilyn, wondering if she was back in that apartment in Greendale, hoping she was asleep, that somehow she'd get washed out to sea with the rest of the rubbish. Then suddenly, everything stopped still. My pencil stopped writing. My eyes shut out the scene in front of me. It was so simple. I could kill Marilyn. The river would cover for me.
3: All it,
0: fellas! Uh,
3: there's no use punching any longer. We're licked. She'll break through any minute. Pull the equipment out, evacuate. That's an order. Kennecott. Yeah, Major. Take your car and beat it down to Greendale. Tell them they've got five minutes to get to high ground. Understand? Yes.
5: They say all murderers are crazy. Maybe they're right. All I know is that I hit 70 on the river road down to Greendale hoping against hope that Marilyn would still be in that apartment so I could kill her before the flood came.
8: Marilyn! Marilyn! Joe! Joe, what are you...
5: There's a flood on the way, baby.
8: Yeah, it came over the radio. I was just throwing a few things together to take with me.
5: You're wasting your time.
8: What do you mean, Joe? Joe. Hey, what are you going to do with that lamp?
5: You aren't going, baby. Now, look,
8: honey, don't be silly. I'm not going to lug that lamp out of here. You
5: aren't going anywhere. No, no, you're not.
8: Joe. Hey, wait a minute. You're crazy. Joe, help! Help!
5: I looked down at her for a minute and set the lamp back on the table. I began to feel dizzy. The floor seemed to be swaying underneath my feet. I wasn't faint, just uh, dizzy. The door was open. Then I watched it close, then open again. I... I wasn't dizzy at all. The building was swaying. The flood had come. I ran into the hall. Smack into a guy. A little pasty faced uh, guy oh, standing right
3: outside hey, the door. Hey, Mr. Ma- yeah. Let me out of no, here. No, you I, don't. You can't stop me. Now, oh, wait a minute. Let go of me here. Let go. Now, you yelled for help. Come one's good. Let go me. Hey. I got him. Uh, I got it. I tackled him at the stairs. We went down
5: together to the bottom end over end. I knew it. I knew I had to kill him, too. But I was dead right now. Uh, the main uh, door was open, water pouring in, foot deep in the lobby.
3: Uh, don't, please don't let me go! Too late, let me pal. Go, let me go. The water, I can't. do no, uh,
5: let me go. No, no, mm-hmm. let Too me bad, go. Bad, Mister. Murder's a solo job. A solo job. <laughs> door. Now. Oh. Help, someone! Help! Help! I hit my head on the door. It was all the chance he needed. He scrambled outside into the flood. Took off down the street with me after him. The water was two feet deep now, and the buildings were beginning to move. Help! Help! I was gaining on him. Thirty feet. Twenty. Then the telephone pole went down between us. I saw the broken wire graze him. There was a crackle of flame, and he went down. So I stopped worrying about him. Started thinking about me. The main force of the flood must have hit it at that moment. Suddenly, everything was water. I was tossed around like a peanut shell in a typhoon. I remember reaching out for something solid, finding it, and then... Nothing.
8: Just relax now. You're all right.
5: Uh... Aye. where where am I?
8: In the hospital. What what happened? (laughs) You're a lucky man. They picked you up right in the middle of it. Had quite a time making you let go of that telephone pole, too.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, telephone pole.
8: (laughs) Nothing wrong with you but a few bad bruises and shock.
5: Uh, No, uh, give me a hand with this patient, will you?
8: Yes, doctor. Just take it easy now. Everything's all right.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Everything's... All right. I don't know how long I slept. One hour. Maybe six, but it was still dark when I suddenly found myself awake in a cold sweat glistening. The
3: floor. That's where she was. On the floor. Dead. The flood? Not the flood officer. Murder. It was murder. No! No! He saw me. He saw me. Fight. Terrible fight. Tried to kill me. Water. Water all over. The flood. I couldn't breathe.
2: I couldn't breathe. All right, Lisa, we'll get back to... Conspiracy on murder by experts after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on 5 CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full 5-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You know what, Lisa? About five years ago, we started the Classic Radio Club, and it just keeps getting better and better and better. Those who are in the club will tell you that we just keep adding things to it. Like we recently added the Radio Rarities podcast to it. So if you are a Classic Radio Club member, you are getting 10 perfect sounding classic radio shows either emailed to you every month with a pdf of a booklet or if you are a classic radio club cd member you get a 5 cd set in a uh, in a really nice case with a 12 page booklet the shows on those 10 uh, those 10 radio shows on those 5 cd's sound amazing they are like direct from the masters Uh, Every single month, you get a new 10-CD set or digital downloads. And then every week, you get the full Hollywood 360 uh, five-hour podcast, along with the radio rarities. So you get a lot for being a Classic Radio Club member. And if you are a member, thank you so much, because that's a big part of supporting the show. The show uh, does cost us money to produce, and the Classic Radio Club members um, really pay a, a big, big, big portion of that cost. So we thank you so much for being a Classic Radio Club member. If you would like to learn more about joining the Classic Radio Club, because you do get a lot, and you can have a membership, a digital membership, for as little as $9.99 a month. You get all of that. You get the podcast sent to you each week. You get the 10 shows every month, the booklet. For as little as nine ninety nine a month on the digital program. Of course, CDs are a little more. But if you want to learn more about Classic Radio Club, go to ClassicRadioClub.com. ClassicRadioClub.com. Right, Lisa?
7: Right. It's kind of nice that it gets just emailed or sent to you. You don't have to go out searching for it. It's just very convenient that it just comes to you. And it's kind of nice. Each week, we just email the podcast every Monday. You get a kind of a little surprise email.
2: Yeah. And we do the, um, you know, you hear the show, Hollywood 360. It's live and it's uh, totally unscripted. But the podcast of Radio Rarities is a scripted show. It's a little different than what we do here. And it's scripted by the one and only Carl Shadow, who is an expert on these shows. And we take very rare programs, uh, rare radio shows, and we play them for you. So, um,. Yeah, definitely check it out. Go to classicradioclub.com, and I hope you'll join. All right, we're listening to Murder by Experts. Let's tune in to the conclusion right now. By now, I knew his voice.
5: They must have picked us up together, put us in the same hospital room. A thousand crazy thoughts hit me all at once. Kill him right there. Jump out the window, run. Anything but face it when he woke up. He started to get out of bed and then stopped. There was someone else in the room. Uh, what do you make of it, Nurse?
8: Well, I don't know, Doctor.
5: Well, the man's had a terrible shock, of course. amazing he wasn't
2: killed.
8: Yes, I know. He's been going on like that for an hour. The same thing over and over murder. Something about the, the flood covering it up, then a fight.
1: Hmm.
5: Well, maybe you're right. I think we'd better at least pass it on to the police. Uh, still, it uh, might be the result of shock, of course. The fact that he repeats it over and over, detail for
1: detail. With
5: death, staring in the face like that, you don't stop to think about consequences. The explanations could come later. I had to get out of that room right now. I fumbled in the dark for my clothes, threw them on, stepped out into the hall.
1: Uh, Paul Revere, (sighs) where do you think you're going, little man? Oh, Florey, I I get tired of sitting around here. I thought you might need some help. Oh, you thought I might need some help, eh? (laughs) Nurse?
8: Yes, Mr. Flournoy? Your
1: number one patient's about to blow the joint. Oh, look, Chief, I... Joe, leave it to me, will you? So, you're a hero. So you drive like mad to warn the town and get caught in the flood. You don't have to go overboard.
8: mister flornoy Flournoy's been pacing the hall like an expectant father.
1: Well, uh... uh thanks, Chief. I am not I... going to lose my best reporter because he's too dumb to know when he ought to stay in bed. Because that, sweetheart, is just where you're going. Uh, look, Chief, Hey, don't, don't you... butt in. You've been through hell tonight. You're lucky you're alive. Now, get in that room and get back to bed. The doctor's ordered hypo to make you sleep. And, nurse. Yes, sir. Just to make sure he doesn't get any more wild ideas, give me his clothes. I was
5: licked. And I knew it. They hustled me back to bed. And the nurse poked a needle into my arm. And I let go. I let the dark close in on me. Not caring now. I was tired. So
3: tired.
8: Well, good morning, Mr. Kennicott. Mm. Oh,
5: uh, oh. <laughs>
8: about time you woke up! It's almost ten o'clock. It's ten. How about some breakfast?
5: Oh, no, 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 no breakfast, nurse. I. No, uh...
8: oh, looking for your roommate.
5: Uh, He's still asleep.
8: We put the screen around his bed to cut down the light a little. Uh, see. Uh, oh, I see. Mr. Willis can't... is waking up, too. Uh, I'd better have a look. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, yes? No. No
5: use disturbing, Mr. Willis. Uh, let me get dressed in. Uh, get out of here first. Only take me a minute. Huh? Oh,
8: I'd better get rid of that screen. Yes, nurse. Mr. Willis. Well, how are you feeling this morning?
5: Better, thanks. I saw her start for the, the screen, screen. out of our way. Turned away just in time. Yeah. My stomach well, was tied in knots, knowing it could happen any minute I, now.
8: I, I don't know. Any minute,
5: Mr. Willis would point the I'm finger really at me not and say, hungry. There's oh, the man.
8: Mr. Kennicott. Yeah, yeah. This is Mr. Willis.
5: Oh, uh, hello. Mr. Willis. How do you do?
8: Mr. Willis had a little flood trouble, too.
5: Nurse. Those bandages on his
8: head. Here, huh? now take it easy. Electric shock. He's blind.
5: I know now how that guy in Louisiana felt when they sat him in the electric chair and the switch didn't work. Willis. The guy who saw me standing over Marilyn's body just before the flood hit. Was blind from that jolt of electricity he got when the pole fell. I, uh... I took my time now. Waiting for the strength to come back to my knees. I dressed carefully and left. Flournoy was waiting for me in the hospital lobby. With someone with him.
1: This is Lieutenant Belshaw of Homicide. Joe Kennicott. I heard about you, Joe. Nice work. Thanks. Uh, Homicide? Yeah, we got a murder on our hands. Or oh, the lieutenant has a murder. We got a story—a great one. What's that? Conspiracy, huh? Oh, uh, wait a minute, Flannery. No, oh, I... no, that's right. Conspiracy to commit murder. A partnership. We know who one of the partners is already. Yeah, who? The Columbia River. The cover-up. Accessory after the fact. I, I don't get it.
9: Flannery is trying to say we picked up a woman's body this morning. Knocked around pretty badly. No identification yet. He thinks she was murdered. I don't. You still think Willis is making it up? The guy took 220 volts with the water up to his knees. His head's still spinning. He's not responsible for what he says.
1: Willis? The little guy up in your room upstairs. Uh, did you hear him say anything in his sleep last night, Joe? No, uh, I uh, I don't remember much, of course, but... Sure, I, sure. I still don't get it. Come on, I'll tell you about it on the way up. We're going to have a little talk with Mr. Willis right now.
3: and I can't remember now. I don't know what happened. It's all
5: very confusing. You've got to try, Willis. look, Chief, the guy's sick. I don't know about that. What do you mean, Lieutenant? Willis, you've
9: had a pretty rough ride during the past 18 hours. I know that. I want to make it as easy for you as I can. Well, then please go away, will you? Sure. After you level with us. Ten minutes ago, I was willing to write this thing off as a flood death. Now, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Listen, Lieutenant, I told You've you You've got what? to understand one thing, Willis. If it's murder, one thing can lick us. Time. We've got to move now. So let's go over it again. For Pete's sake,
1: Florida, Come here.
9: ...describe the series of facts.
1: The guy's and off his person. base, can't you see that? Yeah, I don't think it. so. Well, all you have to do is they look. Oh, sure, look he's shaken up, but, the but there's something
9: he else. He's scared. Murder. You had a fight with someone. Fell downstairs, almost drowned. I told you I was dreaming. You don't dream the same thing over but, and over for an hour and 20 minutes without a reason. The, woman, the woman's body out of the wreckage this morning. She could have been murdered. She could have lived in that apartment on Willamette Avenue. Who, who was she? We don't know. There's nothing to identify her. Now, Willis, I asked for a straight story when I got here. I haven't got it yet. If I don't get it, I might jump to the standard conclusion.
3: Well, you murdered her. But, but that's that—that's that, not it at all. A, a, a man did it. I, I saw him. That's he, me. He tried to kill me, too. He'll, he'll try again if uh, he gets a chance. That. Just give us the story. Well, I ran into the building because I thought I heard someone call for help a woman. The water must have come when I got to the second floor hallway because the building started to sway, sort of, and the doors flew open. I saw him standing there. She was dead on the floor. Yeah? That's when he came after me. Tried to kill me. We we rolled down the stairs to the bottom and he hit his head on the door. And you broke loose. Yes. I I I don't remember anything after
5: that.
1: That's all, eh? Huh?
5: That's enough. Uh uh, Mr. Mr. Willis, uh, what did this man look like? Oh, uh dark hair, about six feet, I guess.
3: Medium belt. About uh, your size, Joe. Yeah. Do you think you could identify him? I mean, that is, if you could. If, if I could see him, yes, yes, I, I could identify him. Now, please, please let me rest. I'm not sure. very well. Thanks, Willis. That's what we came for.
9: We'll get back to you when you feel better.
5: What about his eyes?
9: Well, the doctor says it's temporary. Due to shock. He might get his sight back any time.
5: Any time, huh? Yeah. Well, Joe, how was that for a story? Oh, it's a great one, Chief. It's a great one. I wanted to scream it in his ear right then. Tell him the other half of it. That this was the craziest setup he'd run into if he'd lived a thousand years. Yeah... How's that for a story, Flournoy? Right here in your office, the guy you're talking to. Angel. Good yeah, old Joe Kennicott, the boy one day. You know right. also the murderer it you're looking a for. Of human
1: drama, study in psychology. Here's a law-abiding guy. We don't know who he is. Maybe a bookkeeper, maybe a drug clerk, anyone. He goes to the line, cuts his lawn on Sunday, turns his paycheck over to his wife, for base traffic signals, you know. The flood comes. Willis had a Big mate. cover up. And no I know law. it. Nothing. I run out now. They would add up a second. Else.
5: So no I had to stop Willis, too, before he the opened his eyes.
1: Suddenly breaks and, loose. and that
5: wasn't exactly Cinch.
1: Material witness that's probably the a trip. cop watching him every Don't second, waiting for those be bandages know? to
5: come off so be they he could kills. hustle him over to police headquarters so he could put the finger on me. It was 11 that night. It just 23 hours after I killed Marilyn that Flournoy
1: rushed into my office. Joe, get your coat, huh? We're meeting Bellshaw at the hospital. Mr. Willis just came out of it. He can see. De Flournoy, it was
5: a wild ride through the rain to the hospital. To me, it was a procession from condemned row to the gas chamber. And there was no
1: way out. No way out. Come on, Joe, Lieutenant oh, no, and you He got here in a hurry. Let's go up. You better
9: wait here. They're bringing him down. Gonna take him over to headquarters. Oh, there he comes now. Just got
5: out of the elevator. Uh, Lieutenant, wait a minute before you go. What is it? About this guy Willis? Lieutenant, there's something I want to tell you. Uh,
1: Oh, Lieutenant! Uh, Kelly, the uh, main levee's starting to go. All the parts is ordered there immediately. The main levy? Holy cow! She'll take the whole north end of town. All right, Kelly. Oh, let me go with him. No, I'm at bat this time, kid. I'll go with the lieutenant. You take care of Mister Willis.
5: Yeah, yeah. I'll take care of Mister Willis. <laughs> I turned the collar of my overcoat up. Kept my face away from him as I bundled him into the car. The back seat, of course. Hoping he wouldn't spot me until I got him away from there. Alone. Just stay on North 2nd Street aways, ways, Mr... Uh, uh, Kennycott.
3: Yeah, Mr. Kennycott. I guess it's best you take me home. Under the circumstances.
5: You, uh... You live in the North End? Yes. Good. It was the kind of luck you can have only once. Yeah. A split second before the axe fell. Just
1: as I was about to lay
5: it in the lieutenant's lap. The river saved me. And it would save me again. He lived in the North End, right where the second flood would hit when the main levee went. He wouldn't get away this time because I'd made sure. And no matter what the question was, I had the answer. Willis lived in the North End. I was driving him home. We hit a deserted section, manufacturing district. It was dark, blinding rain. Just right. Then. Stop
3: the car, Mr. Kennecott. Huh? I said stop the car.
5: Yeah. What's the idea, Willis? What, what Shut
3: you... up. Now, get out. Hey, look, wait, wait a minute. Did you hear what I said? This is a thirty-eight, Kennicott. I'll let you have it, so help me. But look, look. I... You made a bad mistake, Kennicott. Mistake? That woman they found this morning. They'll never identify her. I made certain of that. She's my dear departed wife. Willis, you... You mean you... You know I killed her, Kennicott. You saw it when the door flew open. Wait. Wait a minute, Willis. Thought it'd make a nice piece of blackmail, didn't you? That's why you didn't identify me. But you made a mistake. I'd never hold still for blackmail. You...
5: You knew I was in the other bed at the hospital.
3: Sure. I faked the blindness. Tried to get something over my face before you woke up. Okay, Kennicott.
5: Listen to me, Willis. I didn't see your wife. I didn't know you murdered her. I thought it was you who saw me. Give me that gun. Give it to me. Let
3: go. Let me go. That's it. I got the gun. You will shoot me, will you? No. No, Kenny, don't shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. That takes care of you, Willis.
5: something Flournoy, a lot of us could kill. Something, something like the Columbia River washed the law away. It wasn't such a coincidence after all. Two guys, same town, same apartment house...
1: women they hated enough to kill i'm i'm sorry for you joe
5: skip the sympathy chief i know i'm gonna die
9: And so the curtain falls on conspiracy, which was chosen by guest expert Ursula Curtis. Miss Curtis is author of the newly published novel, The Second Sickle. And now, as host and narrator of Murder by Experts, it's my privilege to welcome and introduce to you Mr. Lawrence G. Blockman, Vice President of the Mystery Writers of America an organization of nearly 300 of America's foremost writers of mystery and detective
6: stories. Mr. Blockman. Thank you, Brett. Each year, the members of the Mystery Writers of America are called upon to vote for what, in their opinion, is the best radio mystery program of the year. To the winning program goes a statuette of Edgar Allan Poe, known as an Edgar, which is, to mystery writers what an Oscar is to Hollywood. Five of the foremost radio mystery programs were voted upon by our members. The winner, by an overwhelming majority, was Murder by Experts. It gives me great pleasure, on behalf of the Mystery Writers of America, to present to Robert Arthur and David Cogan, the producer-directors, the Edgar Allan Poe Award for the Best Radio Mystery Program of 1949. Mr. Kogan?
1: Mr. Blockman, it makes me very happy to receive this tribute from the Mystery Writers of America. On behalf of Mr. Author myself, I want to take this opportunity to thank those who made the winning of this award possible. The writers and actors who lent their talents to this program, our music director, Emerson Buckley, our arranger, Richard DuPage, Engineer Don Williamson Soundman Walter Shaver Our announcer Phil Tonkin And a mutual broadcasting system And two, I want to thank our many listeners For their thousands of kind letters
0: Tonight's play Conspiracy Was written by Harold Swanton In our cast were Lawson Zerbe, Miriam Wolfe, Ronald Dawson, Frank Behrens, and Robert Donnelly. All characters in our story were fictitious, and any resemblance to the names of actual persons was purely coincidental. Phil Tonkin speaking. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
2: That's Murder by Experts, April 24th, 1950, Conspiracy, starring Lawson Zerbe. Time for Sarah knight Adamson. And her backstage pass.
4: Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the movies I screened at the Toronto International Film Festival in Toronto, Canada. This is my fifth year attending Toronto in person, and it was a great experience. Canada's beloved rock band, Nickelback, gave a free outdoor performance to celebrate the opening of their new documentary, Hate to Love Nickelback. Four guys in a van that shouldn't have made it two miles, and they were living the dream.
2: In the 2000s, there wasn't a band on the planet that got more radio airplay than Nickelback.
3: How You Remind Me has been considered one
4: of America's most played songs ever. Wow, what a great way to start my festival viewing. An interesting aspect of the festival were the films that were directed by actors who are usually in front of the camera, such as Anna Kendrick, Michael Keaton, and Chris Pine. The one I especially enjoyed was Woman of the Hour, Anna Kendrick's true crime story of a 70s serial killer who appeared on the TV show The Dating Game. Dumb Money, a true story, starring Paul Dano is Keith Gill, focused on the Wall Street stock market in 2021. He urged followers to invest their money into the stock GameStop. And hold. It's a wild ride with payouts in the millions.
3: Yo, what up everybody? Roaring Kitty here. I'm gonna pick a stock and talk about why I think it's interesting, and that stock is GameStop.
4: I love this guy.
6: Retail traders have hooked into GameStop.
4: I think they think it's a good investment.
6: Dumb money, man. Happy to take it.
4: Thanks for listening in tonight. I'm Sarah Knight-Adamson, your national film and TV critic for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Check out my website for full coverage of all of these movies and more of the Toronto International Film Festival and the winners. Be sure to check out Dumb Money. It's playing in theaters now.
0: Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360.
4: In our next hour,
2: it's the Weird Circle from 1943. But first, Lisa Wolf Dylan will be our lyricist for learning the lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics, and I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. Got it? See you soon.